Sydney. Hello. Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a good one. This very, very good one. A good day. We've been anticipating this one or looking forward to it rather for a very long time. Like, since the inception. We, we planned this back in October? Yeah. yeah. This is our episode of New Beginnings. Yeah. Brought to you by a podcast on the vibe and Changes Ours. In association with Changes Ours. Check Sorry. them out. I, I just I had to plug them twice because they're that special. <laughs> they're back in. Extra special. <laughs> we love you guys. <laughs> or girls, rather. And, and guys that are actively part of Changes Ours. We don't discriminate here. We love all genders everywhere. <laughs> and and non-binary and, and gender non-conforming. You are welcome here at this space to, shall we breathe? <laughs> yes. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's breathe. Take a moment to feel into your body. Arrive at your seat, at your location. Sip in some air through your lips like you're sipping through a straw. Let your jaw relax, exhale, sigh it out. Great, two more. to be here with it you too. It's so good yeah, to be it's, here it's with great you too. to be here, guys. Welcome Sydney Walker. Sydney Rose Walker, hey. if she's acting. <laughs> I did just say that like an asshole. You said that the first time we got in there. <laughs> I'm stupid. No, I love so. that. That's beautiful. Sydney Walker. So following suit, uh, our last two guests, Isaac and Skye, were also friends of ours from UCF theater ucf what's up go knights go knights undefeated <laughs> undefeated as hell. oh I my know, god it's really exciting but sydney also uh was a really good friend of ours these two ladies victoria and sydney were just are just like two peas in a pod their friendship is very <laughs> wink, inspiring wink. i will take that wink to the bank sydney <laughs> i'm cashing out i'm cashing out <laughs> So, Sydney, tell us a little bit about your experience in life. In life. Well, (laughs) I'm I'm from Miami, Florida. What's up? Like most of us. (laughs) Hey. I grew up in Miami, Florida. I then went to UCF for college for theater, which was the best decision of my life. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dad, for convincing me to do that. Thank you, Mr. Walker. Your high school experience in theater was like totally different right totally you really didn't do different. that much theater prior to did you or? so i did i want to say i started acting in film and i would do like um like student films when i was younger and my dad would take me to like the university of miami and i would do student films and then i started doing theater in middle school i met my theater teacher mr nardone who was a wonderful man and then I went on to high school, did theater there, but I did a lot of other things with theater. Mm -hmm. And the theater program was a little different than I would say, like, UCF. You went to Killian, Theater, I went to Killian, yeah. Yeah. But you also were repped by Universal Casting in Miami, or you worked with them? I worked with them for a while. I took classes there, and then I uh, 
I worked there as an intern for a while, which Get was it. so fun. And so <laughs> Sydney. That's not so Sydney. At all. <laughs> no, it was no, it really was so much fun. It was an amazing experience. They're friggin' badass people yeah, that work there, which is mm-hmm. awesome. And then I went to college for theater, but I didn't have like an extensive, I want to say theater background. Like I didn't read a lot of plays or know a lot of musicals. So I was very like a fish out of water in that sense, which I think is why. I was introduced to you. Oh, yeah? That specific reason. That spe- I swear to God, I was introduced to you, I feel like, by Lucas, who oh, was like, probably. you should meet all the people who, like, film at Theater UCF, and he, like, gave me, like, a list of people, which was you, oh, and cool. Lewis, and I feel like Dan, and we and all were all from those. Miami, too, and that's all how from Miami, yeah. our crew just, I mean, Victoria was included in that, but there was, there was so many of us in our group of friends, I'd say, like, 80% of us Born yeah. and raised in the Tri-County area. <laughs> what up? <laughs> Throw it up. Um, but yeah, and it's funny because I remember meeting you, I remember meeting both of you, kind of unrelated to theater. Like we were, I was in the musical theater program yeah. and you guys were in acting, but um, I participated in student films a lot at the time. I was like going strong with my YouTube channel and that's yeah. probably why Lucas introduced us. But what really connected us all three of us was our love for metaphysical stuff. Like, yes. I remember you and I would say, like, you're the black to my white yes. witch. <laughs> we got a real kick out of that. We did. What yeah. does that mean? Well, I don't think it meant that Sydney was like a dark witch and I was a light witch. Oh, it's no. just no, Sydney at the, time, at the time. Maybe a little Sydney bit. was very different. Sydney was pretty emo. But yeah, Sydney had I like. like wear black all the time. Yes. You and I was like, like every nails. color. <laughs> That's what it was. You were so colorful and light. And I would like walk into school with like black combat boots. And your black hair nails. was like down here. My hair was long. Yeah. I would dye it sometimes. Purple. Like purple. I would dye right. purple randomly. Yep. And it would always be pin straight. And just, yes. yes. You, were, you were the black smite white at that I time. I was at the time. Oh my goodness. I was such a different, I want to say a different Sydney, but it's all the same Sydney. Just like a different time. And that segues perfectly into what we're talking about today. It really does. Because what's with beautiful. lives we live. Yeah. Yeah, what's beautiful about our life is it's ever changing, ever evolving, but you still remain true to some sort of essence of who you always have been. It's just always embellishing or or shedding and adding, and that is exactly what our topic is about today. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, our topic is new beginnings, and like Danielle was saying, it's all about the different lives you've lived, the different people you've been, but how you transition through those periods with grace and move on to the next and to the next and to the next. And also to not get ahead of yourself yes. and overwhelmed while doing so. <laughs> this is yeah. an appropriate time because it's the holidays when all of your self-care acts go out the window. <laughs> hey! <laughs> what up, what maybe up? I'm speaking for myself here, but it's hard. It feels You like deserve these, it. Right, but mm-hmm. these three weeks in between Thursday, th- that's Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Thursday. Thursday. Typical overeat Thursday. The uh, turkey day Thursday. But yeah, Thanksgiving and Christmas, I feel like there's just like this limbo period where yes. everyone's like floating around. Like, and really until next? like the Monday after New Year's that's to true. be real, because that's really when reality hits back again. So it's even, it's another week longer yeah. of just like Hazy. frivolousness, friends, right. family, good food. Oh, it's the best time. An <laughs> excess of alcohol if you drink. And You're doing things just a little bit differently than normal yeah. so that can like kind of turn you off kilter on so- for some people you know going yeah, through the holidays definitely so 
one of those ways that I stay balanced or I try to stay focused is by like setting goals. I know that everyone talks about New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really kind of why I wanted to talk to you about this. Sydney, <laughs> yes, you're the most you're the most organized person I know. Hands down. <laughs> Capricorn oh. as fuck. Oh, yeah. Let's bring it out. <laughs> so my first question for you mm-hmm. is like, do you practice like any routines or rituals to keep you on track like as you transition into the new year or just in general everyday life? And does that change and evolve? Like what is what does your routine look like? What is my routine? <laughs> so going off of um for the new year, mm-hmm. uh, the first question you asked of how I just like I would say keep myself grounded to what's going on or prepare for the new year. I like to write down a list of everything extraordinary I did for the entire year but I feel like extraordinary is like a loaded word and for some people like they'll get bogged down on themselves like oh I didn't do anything extraordinary but I'm talking about extraordinary things like paying your rent (laughs) and being able to move to a new place I'm talking about waking up in the morning when you're feeling really sad or you're in like a funk which is what I like to call them I call them funks when you're in a funk and being able to get up one of those days and shower that's extraordinary to me and I think those are things that I really like to think about throughout like at the end of the new year to really appreciate everything that I did so I think it's just um literally creating a list small victories small victories and even also celebrating big victories like getting a new job or committing to exercise or getting an agent getting an agent this year like all very positive things like in that sense. I yeah. wanted to segue just a little bit, but on the same topic, mm-hmm. because a couple of days ago on my Instagram, I opened a forum on one of my posts. I said, what do new beginnings mean to you? Do you guys set New Year's resolutions or or do you think that they're just silly? And our friend Allison Walter said that basically she does the same thing. Instead of setting goals for the new year, only doing that looking back on seeing what you accomplished and uplifting yourself and seeing those small victories and how much you've grown in a year is more important to her than than setting the new year's resolutions although she is saying that those are also great too and a lot of people were saying that why set new year's resolutions and that's it like you should always be changing yourself but on the flip side if that's what gets you to be a better person or be the better person of your but be a better version of yourself then by all means set those new year's resolutions like do what you gotta do to make change in your life if that's what you want to do yeah of course I I don't think you should ever feel pressure to feel like at the new year you should have to change things like I don't want to put any pressure on anyone to feel that way just I know for me personally like looking at all the small things it makes me have such a positive outlook on my life and what I've done throughout the entire year which I think is so important because I I I see it in me and I see it in my friends and in family that people get so focused on like day to day right and like hour to hour and minute to minute that they don't like take a step back and look at the big picture of how kick ass we all are which I think is so important to think about which then gets me all like yeah let's create some goals what like awesome things do I want to do this year and it's funny because I only I usually only pick like one to two goals for my new year which last year my my two goals were one was to get some sort of agent and then the other one was to get back into like my fitness to find like joy and fitness and understanding of it and I just like made those two things that were really important to me and then I just like focused on it throughout the year but I didn't 
it wasn't all I focused on. Because I feel like I don't want, like, I don't think people should only focus on one thing. I focus on everything in your life, all aspects of it. But those were the two main things I wanted to do. And I just, like, let my year go on, always remembering those things and putting work in and hopefully that. And you kind of just, like, turned up your focus rather than, like, letting everything go to the wayside. Those two things, which I think, you know, do what you got to do, but having a smaller list of of goals or or intentions for yourself sometimes allows you to actually make that change and actually take action rather than a whole laundry list of all the things you want to better about yourself. It's like, okay, well, I'm part of an accountability group at at SAG-AFTRA, and it has changed my life for the better because I am a person – unlike Sydney, that needs outside sources to hold me accountable. I feel Mm -hmm. like you're really good at holding yourself accountable. That's what I mean by that. And having like these laundry lists of things that I've done through the month gives me a positive outlook after I have that meeting. You know, I I drive, you know, across town in rush hour traffic (laughs) and I think, oh my God, I didn't do anything this month. And I make the list before I go in. So like, I know what I've done, but saying it out loud and hearing what everyone else in my group is doing allows me to leave that space feeling a little bit accomplished. Yeah. Maybe not, maybe not like <laughs> I am on fire, but wow, okay, I'm not just like laying in bed every single day. Like I'm actually putting small actions out there into the universe to get where I want to go to. Exactly. And I think having those two or three or, you know, yeah. five or under or whatever works for you to really focus on and turn up your focus on throughout the year makes it much more attainable. So besides listing out your accomplishments and what, like whatever happy victories, small, small victories, victories you had throughout the year, um, what other routines do you do to stay on track? Like what, do you have like a morning routine? Do you have... I actually have a really extensive night routine. There it is. Which is, I just realized I had, and I was joking with my boyfriend Alex, that our night routine is so long. I was like realizing as I was like, I was like brushing my teeth. I'm like, damn, I feel like I've been getting ready for bed for an hour. <laughs> but it's something that really, it's such small things. So I'll, I'll shower or I won't. Let's be real. Sometimes I just like don't, <laughs> sometimes I don't, but I'll wash my, I'll take my makeup off with cotton balls. <laughs> and this may not be what you were looking for, <laughs> but this is my extensive night routine that now I'm going to go into. I take my, like, I take my makeup off and then I wash my face and I use like my, um, face wash and I clean it all off and I just like feel for like, if it's like a, like a fresh feeling like clean, I'm clean. Ah, ah. and then I put lotion on mm. and <laughs> Then I brush my teeth and I floss because I have wisdom teeth growing and, you know, I really need to clean those. But I know that sounds stupid, but it's like taking care of yourself is so important that I feel like it helps center you in your day. Yep. Like, especially if you were just like not necessarily taking good care of yourself that day. It's like at night I get to like appreciate my body because then I like floss I brush my teeth I do like hydrogen peroxide in my mouth and I spit it out I don't swallow it and then of course I hope (laughs) (laughs) and then I like put lotion on my hands and my arms because I have eczema which is also taking care of myself which is really important I think and then I put in my retainer and then I lay in bed and I watch an episode of Bob's Burgers yes which may not, this may just seem like a regular, like, routine and not necessarily, like, focusing it on yourself. But 
I'm taking care of myself exactly. for this like extended period of time where I'm focusing on myself and my body and my teeth and my face and my skin. And then I lay in bed and I watch a hilarious episode of Bob's Burgers that's just mindless. And it, I feel like Bob's Burgers, is it's so funny and so minimal that it's so nice to go to sleep to that. Oh, because yeah. if I go to sleep watching, like I watched Haunting of Hill House a couple times and I went to sleep, <laughs> I had nightmares. Your and stories were hilarious. <laughs> I was freaking out and I would go to sleep and I'd have nightmares. I'm super prone to nightmares. Yeah. So I'd have a nightmare and then I'd wake up and all, like a, mm-hmm. in a terrible mood. I finished that show. It's a great show. Don't get me wrong. I love the show. But I woke up one morning and I was like sad all day. Because I went to sleep watching that show. So for me, like, an extensive night routine that's, like, joyful and taking care of yourself really Mm. helps me to wake up in a um, positive mood. Choosing this sort of energy that you go to sleep with so that you wake up with that same sort of energy. So I wake up with that energy. You're you're setting yourself up for the next day. Yeah. So it's, like, for me, it's a night routine that helps me get up in the morning and feel ready to, to take on the day. As opposed to, like, I feel like when we fall out of our routine or our path or our self-care ritual, you, like, I I don't know, for some people it looks like, okay, eating the piece of pizza, laying in bed, watching six episodes of whatever it is, like, Mm -hmm. just falling asleep without brushing your teeth, like, you know, those Wake up with your makeup crusted. I hate when I do that. Oh my gosh, it's the worst. I wake up at 4 a.m. every time, like, oh, I needed six glasses of water. So, Mm -hmm. like, uh, trying to avoid those, like, self-negligent moments and evenings and, yeah. you know, throughout the day and trying to be as mindful and present as possible. That sounds exactly like what your night routine does for you. It does, yeah. yeah. And I didn't even realize it until recently, so I think this is really funny that you asked You're, me that As question. you brush your teeth, a light bulb goes off. Oh, I'm really good to myself. <laughs> I'm really good to myself right now. It was like, this is good. But it's just... Something like that that helps me wake up. Because if I if I wake up and I haven't taken off my makeup or brushed my teeth, like it's all crusty and I'm like, water. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, uh. it adds like a lot of aging. Not that we really need to worry about no. aging at this time <laughs> in our life or anything, but I heard you know and I've read that when you do that, like you add like seven days to your skin just by not it's taking like right. That is <laughs> literally as bad for your skin as well. I mean, I don't think it's as bad as smoking cigarettes is to your lungs, but like, it's a similar kind of yes. <laughs> visual. <laughs> um, so speaking of, um, the changes that you implement in your life, mm-hmm. how do you maintain those changes after you set your goals? I just am consciously aware of it all year. So, um, it haunts me while I sleep. It haunts me in my sleep. Uh, no. <laughs> Every time I oh wake up, I'm like, I need it's it on my ceiling. My goals are listed above my head. It's just, I made this decision to make those two goals. Mm-hmm. Like on, usually I do it on the first day or the last day of the new year. Mm-hmm. And I made that choice. And I, and I, I know I did that. Mm-hmm. And my, like, my brain knows I did it. So every so often throughout like the days or the months of the year I'll get like a moment where it's like oh yeah I promised myself I was gonna do that or I promised myself I was gonna try because it's really I think for goals it's it's more of the journey of trying to do it and trying to make this happen that's important not necessarily obtaining it but the journey of being able to say like I really worked hard to get this to happen but sometimes things just don't happen at that time in your life and you can't really control it but it's getting yourself to be like I tried to make this happen and I actively was doing it so 
that journey of trying, it's just me throughout the year, my conscious reminding me like, hey, remember you said you were going to do this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. Let's go to the gym. And it's just like getting excited and to remember. It's like a promise to yourself, which I think is important, which that may, this may not make sense. This may be a ramble, but it's like I promise myself to do that to try and I don't want to let myself down. So you're basically saying that just every so often, every few days, every few weeks yeah. or months, you just kind of check in with yourself and that's yeah. kind of what keeps you going, what maintains this that keeps me flow going. of energy. Yeah. Great. And I also wrote it down. I'm like okay. a huge proponent in writing things down. Uh-huh. So I wrote this down that I was going to do this and I'll like see it. Like I'll see it in my agenda book or I had written it down in a journal on a post-it. People do post-its on mirrors and you read it and you're like, ha, ah, I have to do that. There you are. There you are. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. But I won't get mad at myself for not focusing on it for those past days. Because I think that's really important that people get lost in with goals. We'll get mad at ourselves like, oh, shit. I told myself I was going to go to the gym five times this week and I didn't. And you get all angry at yourself. But why? (laughs) Don't get angry at yourself about that. We all do it. We all, we can't spend every day of our life like on point. (laughs) we would get tired and have like a mental breakdown if that was the case. Like totally. you have to give yourself the freedom to not focus on those things, which is something I'm working on. Always balance. Always is balance. It's about so it's the like, journey, not the destination. Not the destination. Mm. <laughs> oh, but it's, it's true. Like don't hate yourself for not focusing on it for a month or two months. Just appreciate yourself for remembering that that was your goal. Like you remembered it and you're like, oh, now I'm going to do it. That's a positive. That's a good thing. Good job for using your brain. Use your brain. (laughs) When I kind of went through a breakup in college, you guys remember that time in my life. It was equally the most beautiful and transformative and equally the most ugly time in my life. Very, very icky transition. Um, A friend of mine and I came up with this phrase, get your shit together, just. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of, you know, that was kind of this mantra that while we were setting goals, like if I started to slip or she started to slip, we would check in with each other. And it was very, very great to have that accountability within each other. We'd be like, hey, just, Mm -hmm. just girl. (laughs) Or, you know, it would be something that I wrote down on my mirror or, you know, set reminders on my phone because there were some really dark weeks and months of that time in my life. And then we both kind of got to this place where we were like, okay, we got our shit together. Now we got to keep our shit together. Mm -hmm. And so kissed became the new thing. And that just, your whole story just reminded me of that because it was just this thing that we promised ourselves and, and we kept each other accountable, Mm -hmm. which was super, super rewarding for both of us because we both are very kapha energy types that definitely need a little bit of fire (laughs) and, and vata in there. Um, but yeah, that kissed and then, or just and then kissed. I like just that. Kissed. Just kissed. Just kissed. I like <laughs> that. Kissed. That's so sweet. Yeah. Oh. So you mentioned about your your books, my the book. journals, and the oh agendas. Oh my god, I'm crazy. Can we just say that this girl literally has one, two, three, seven books sitting next to her between her journals and her agendas and and some sort of uh, inspirational book. I next know. To her right? as well. So before we get into that, I yeah. want to like segue into it by asking you like, how do you decide what goals you're gonna set? And then, like, how do you use those books? These books. To keep them goals or track the goals. Track the goals. Yeah. So I think how I figure out what goals I want to set, it's, this is going to sound so lame, but it usually just, like, comes to me, which sounds so fucking stupid, and I'm so sorry. But it's like I just wake up one day, and it's like, 
that that's what I'm gonna focus on this you year. Got a download from the universe. The da- like the universe is like Sydney. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because I. So my goals this past year for 2018 was to find some sort of agent and to focus on my fitness. So and I did. Found, you do that? I did. You did. Which is exciting, but truly close to the end of the year. Like it definitely wasn't something that happened at the beginning of the year, which we have to remember. A year is a very long time. There are a lot of months. There are a lot of days. There are a lot of hours. We so can count them, but we don't even have to. We don't even have know. to because you know, and we all know how many minutes are in a year. Don't do that to me. Don't do the song. Oh, my God. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, okay, you get it. I don't get this. Maybe rent? you have to do the song. Let's do uh, the rent? song. Rent? Rent? Oh, jeez. Victoria. <laughs> she was a theater major, everyone. Four years of theater. I, I sang one of those songs for a class one time. Anyway. <laughs> okay. What was I saying? So a year is so long that... Don't get bogged down on yourself for if, like, the beginning half of the year you haven't conquered any of your goals because you literally have an entire other half of the year. Like, yeah. So mine happened towards the end of the year. My goals, like, settled in and happened. So then once that goal happened, I was like, oh, what's my next goal? Now what? No. No. Thank you. Now next. what? Thank you. Next. Yeah. I love that song. <laughs> I... Don't we all? And that then I video, thought, though. what's like the next step? Yeah. Like for me, my career, like the career of my next step in my career. And I said, oh, okay, well now I want a uh, theatrical agent. So I was like, boom, baby. Well, I guess that's what my next year's goal is. Because I'm not trying to do this in like a couple months. Like this is my career, my, my path of my life. So I have time mm-hmm. to figure everything out. I don't have to pressure and push everything into a couple months to feel successful it's like i have i have years to find these people who are a part of my career and my life and i want to dedicate time to it so that's how i figured out this was my next goal and and then i am going to continue working on fitness throughout this next year because it really helped me um stay positive in my life and i found a joy in it so i don't want to stop doing it but i only have one of my goals for this year down for next year 2019 yeah 2019 2019 so we only have one goal weeks yeah so i figured that out from bless you my other goal which i guess isn't really that much help (laughs) it's whatever speaks to you or whatever you feel very passionate about that you want to find i think that's what your goals should be or your visions for the next year so with adding and implementing new mm-hmm. into your life, do you do the whole out with the old and in with the new? Do you kind of like try to let go of things that don't serve you to incorporate space or do you just embellish your life? Do you add on to what you already have existing? I like to add on. Letting go and releasing negative negativity is a really good thing. Um, but some things you can't just like let go um, because they mean the world to you or they have a, like a special place in your heart or things like that. I, I like to add on to find the positive to change like my perspective on that thing and keep moving on and bringing everyone I love like with me and supporting and loving. And cause I, I feel like sometimes you do need to get negativity away from your life, but I think you can find ways to do that like inside and with yourself. But I don't necessarily like um, getting rid of things. I have a hoarding problem, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yeah. How many different journal books, agendas, okay, so do, I have... do you work on <laughs> every single day? I know. This is like a negative thing that you're probably saying, but it's positive for my life. 
it, it's funny because I, I mentioned this earlier to you guys that a lot of these are older journals and I had, I actually didn't have them with me. I specifically asked my mom to send me some journals because I was doing some soul searching and I mm. wanted to read where I was at when I was younger. So I had my mom send me like a couple journals to my house, which is why I happen to have them with me at this time. <laughs> I'm not actually a hoarder. It was a joke, but that is a problem that we should discuss at some point. <laughs> Your next episode. My next here. episode. <laughs> No, but so I have every year I have an agenda book. I love writing things down. So I am very much into the whole like classic agenda book that has like a calendar and like note sections. Then I have like a, I'm going to call it a diary, but I do refer to it as a journal um, where I write like what's going on with my life or I write about a character I'm working on or I make a list of something that I need to make a list of for some odd reason because I love lists. And then I also have, which I just added to my life, which is like my auditioning book, Mm -hmm. which I write down every audition I've been on and how I felt about that audition, what I was wearing, who I met, um, what I could improve on, if I got a callback, if I didn't, if I booked it, if I didn't, it's all in here. So I, and, and how I got that audition, I write in the book and that's really helped me with the acting journey. It has really cute little succulents on it. So even if it wasn't a great audition, you could still feel good about it. I could still feel good about it. (laughs) But it's for me. So those are the three things that I always have on me, which Mm. I had a moment this past year where I was like, holy shit, I have too much stuff I carry around with me. Like I have, I'm writing in so many different places and I tried to transfer to my phone and only put all my stuff on my calendar, on my phone and in my note section. It didn't work for me. Um, so I stopped doing it and I went back to the way that makes me happy, which I think is how everyone should be. If like writing everything down on your phone and your calendar works for you, do that. But if it doesn't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> now, speaking of Los Angeles and packing your life up yeah. and moving across the country, which you both did a little bit more recently than I did, but it's still pretty fresh for me too. How do you, Sydney and Victoria, we'll open up the floor to you too. Cool. Um, how do you guys keep a fresh new outlook on this city, on this, this industry, on yourself? It, it, it's all so new because of how far you've come, but you know, when you get through a couple months, a couple years, and you're in the day-to-day How do you keep a fresh outlook and a new outlook on everything you're doing? I just, I take a step back. Just as simple as that. I I just take a moment and I step back from my minute of my life that I'm in. And I look at the big picture of everything that's happened and everything I've done and everything that could happen. And I just take that moment and I, I want to say look at it from a bird's eye view. Mm. And that really helps me a lot. I, I truly, like, that's going to probably be my answer to most anything that you were to ask me is to just take a moment and step back yeah. and, and look at it from a higher perspective. Meditation is that version for me. Right. <laughs> the, that, exact that exact same thing. Just in the form of where I wake up, I pee, and then I sit down. That's, I, <clears throat> I wouldn't know what I was doing even that day if I didn't have meditation to turn on my brain and turn it off in two different ways. It's like flipping a switch on your brain where for me, it's a reset. It's like speaking afresh. Like I feel like a totally different person after I sit for 10 minutes 
and just be in whatever I'm dealing with, whatever emotions I wake up with, any situation at all. And that's, I mean, it took me a while to get back into my meditation practice, especially after I first moved out here. I think embracing that change was one of the hardest ones ever because you get out of college and you're like, okay, well now I'm just a fumbling adult. Great. <laughs> Half an adult. <laughs> really True. Yeah. Like, awesome. They don't give you a guidebook for life. Mm-hmm. Like that's years of school and you still have no idea what you're doing. And I chose to just move, you know, like we all did. We all just chose to up and go and like ASAP. no fallbacks, yeah. no real secure job, like mm-hmm. really nothing as far as like assurance, you know, like right. no security whatsoever. But that's what Amy Poehler suggests, you know, she says if it scares the shit <laughs> out of you, do all, it. So. so we love Amy Poehler. <laughs> yes. Amy Poehler for president. <laughs> right. Well, no. Leslie, no, for Leslie, president. No. Yes. <laughs> Please, God. Oh but yeah, God. that's uh, for me, it's like meditation, recentering yourself. Mm-hmm. And by meditating and taking a step back, you literally get that different perspective where, like, oh, yes, I am just a human being on a, a giant rock. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be good. I'm going to be okay. We're going to yeah. be good. Guys. Also, looking back, like you said, just looking back, going through those old journals, going through those old times, and realizing how far you really have come. Totally. Even from the beginning of this year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Ugh. I really like to drive up. I, I want to do this more often, and that's that's something I want to intend for the next year when I'm feeling frazzled, when I'm getting angsty and and angry and frustrated with whatever mm-hmm. it is I like to drive up and look down drive yeah. up and look down like on a mountain on a mountain yeah, yeah. sorry <laughs> let, me, let me clarify I was guys. like is this a metaphor yeah, I was like, life like, um, well yeah like literally and and metaphorically <laughs> speaking but you know like we drive my life right <laughs> on up and just gaze down at the abyss I'm like plane <laughs> we are super fortunate to live in an area that has you know all sorts of different climates and and mm-hmm. um agriculture and whatnot and coming from Florida the swamp of of the um, the America America's um <laughs> Love you, Florida. The American yeah. swamp. The American swamp, but really though. Um we didn't have the luxury of of looking down ever unless we were like on a plane. Mm-hmm. Um so I I really like to go hiking mm-hmm. and, and and literally like you were saying, like you you kind of bird's eye view of yourself and yeah. I do that too in, in meditation and just, you know, when I'm feeling frazzled, but I really, really enjoy going and being alone or with, you know, one or two people in nature and being able to physically look down and see how small we all really are. Nature's like number two for me, I would say, definitely. Realigning and resetting yourself with Mm -hmm. a good old nature bath. Good old nature. Mm, the water. (laughs) Fresh air. The ocean. The ocean. (laughs) I love the ocean. Miss that Atlantic, though. Um, How do you choose what to focus on? Like, in any given moment. Like, what's your... Just a... Just how do I focus? Yeah. Um, I make a list. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an asshole. (laughs) I feel like... I make a list. I, I am, like... I truly think if I could say, like, what, like, my religion was, it would be, like, writing things down, which is ridiculous. But it truly helps me with everything. So, when I think of what to focus on... I think of, first of all, what is going on today? So today I woke up and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm doing this podcast with my friends. Let me focus. Let me look at what I'm going to talk about. So I start like gathering my stuff together, looking at my journals, 
So that was my focus of today. So today I was working with you guys. So I'm going to focus on you guys and I'm going to focus on this moment and I'm not going to let outside things affect that. And I'm going to be present with you guys. Well, when I leave here, I'm no longer doing this. So what am I going to focus on? Well, Mm. I have to be at work tomorrow. So I, I I think of like, what is next in my life or Mm -hmm. next in that moment? And then that's what I focus on or that's what I draw my attention to. Because I feel we can get very frazzled by all of the things that we have to do. So, and that's really overwhelming and hard to figure out like, what are we going to focus on first? What are we going to do right now? Where am I going to go? So if I'm starting to feel that way, I, I stop and I'm like, what is happening literally next? Like, what is the next thing I have to do? And that is what I put my focus on. Mm. And that helps me with my day-to-day of what I do. So if I have an audition tomorrow, but then I have an audition on Friday of next week, well, I'm going to focus on the one that's tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then after I'm done focusing on that for a couple hours or whatever it is, whatever I have time for, I then focus on the one that's on Friday. So it's like going step by step, day by day, and then just like climbing the ladder. Would you say they're saying you sort out your priorities, is it? Yeah. (laughs) That is exactly what I'm saying. Perfect. (laughs) It was supposed to be a Harry Potter reference. I'm sorry. She needs to sort out her priorities. I'm not even going to try. No, I love that. It was so good. Uh, Ron Weasley. (laughs) I really don't know. What? I didn't catch that. No, I didn't catch that reference. I've seen, I mean, I've seen Harry Potter. I just like once. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) We need to change that. Make that your goal of next year. Goal of next year. (laughs) Gonna watch all of Harry Potter 15 times and then come back to this podcast and school you all. (laughs) I love that. I love that you, you make it as simple as that. Like what's next? (laughs) It is. Yeah. Like, thank you. Next. I'm going to keep dropping that. Keep dropping it. That's so appropriate for the new year. But anyway, um, I, I had a question. And now it's gone. Well, yeah. It is just focusing on what's next. Would you say that you really schedule out your days for the most part? Like, okay, I'm going to dedicate, like you were saying, auditions. And I know you did quite a few shows this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Shakespeare at that. One with <laughs> Victoria and I, which was lovely. But yes. then you did how many other Shakespeare shows since then? Like three or four? I did Technically three if you count Trash Can Shakespeare. Yeah, which I would. Yeah. Anyways, so, so you great. did a lot of Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot of memorizing in a, in, a, in a way of speaking that you typically don't speak in for, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't really know Shakespeare and the process that goes within that. Um, so would you say that, because some, some, some of the time you had shows that were overlapping. Yeah. Would you say that when stuff like that arises or, you know, a bunch of auditions or what have you, do you kind of give yourself, okay, I'm going to work for each day on this for a certain amount of time. And is that kind of how you schedule? Do I you, used do you to, schedule a lot? I used to do it that way. I did. I used to say, okay, I'm going to focus on this for an hour. I'm going to focus on this for two hours. And then it got to the point where I would be in a memorizing flow and I'm in this flow. And I'm getting these words down. And it's like, okay, well, I don't want to step away from this right now. I want to keep going on this. But I'll make sure to give the other thing enough time later on. Which, so I had, I kind of had to stop um, time limiting it. And I just kind of went with, like, if I'm reading a script and I can't, I'm not memorizing this moment. And I'm getting frustrated. And I'm like, why the flip can't I remember these lines? I'm like, well, me getting angry isn't going to help. So I like put it down. 
and I go and like get a sandwich or like <laughs> I watch an episode of TV or I walk outside and then I go back to it and then it's a fresh new view yeah. of it and I go back to it because there's no need to get angry about it. I'll just step away from it for a second and come back. But I, I had to stop doing hour by hour because my schedule started to change and it was so different every day that it's hard for me to schedule it and stay to that schedule so instead it's like okay this is kind of what I'm gonna focus on I have like a gist of what I want to do that day and if I don't if I don't end up doing that I don't end up doing it but I try I definitely just knowing you and how much you get done I definitely thought you were the type person that would do hour by hour so I I used to yeah I bet you did but not anymore that that makes me happy for you that you allow (laughs) yourself to do that I was talking to Victoria about this I have like a couple days ago I have a problem where like I'll only work like, I'll literally only focus on work. So I, like, won't see you guys. Like, I won't see my friends. I won't go on dates with my boyfriend. Like, I won't relax. I won't read. So I've had to schedule times for me to do those things. And that's, like, part of my goals is... Scheduling like, downtime. Scheduling downtime or on my... Social. Here, I'll show you. <laughs> shit, shit, All books down. Journals, journals down. But I'll have, like, a list of things that I want to get done that month or whatever. Like, this one says, like, do yoga every day or something like that. I'll literally write, like, have one, so, like, go on one, like, so, so do something fun. Or go on a date. Um, go to a party. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I have those on my list of things I have to do I because I won't do it if I don't. But now you're doing it more often. Like, exactly. I feel like this... The last couple of months, even though we haven't seen each other all that much, like I've seen you so much more than yeah. any other yeah. time you've lived out here. It's true. It's because I'm, I literally put them on my list of things that I have to do. I, I have to see my friends. I have to go on a date with my boyfriend. Like I, I have to spend a week doing nothing. Like I am so excited for this break. I'm like literally yeah. jumping into the idea of not having to do anything, which is very unlike me and it's very uncomfortable for me to do that good but it's like I prepared myself all year by (laughs) doing things with people I love to be able to relax so I used to be the schedule the the constant scheduling hour to hour and all that but I I've kind of slowly gotten out of that balance balance yeah Yeah, like Mm -hmm. people like me I need the hour to hour yeah to some to some capacity and I don't follow it at all um but having that timeline will instill some sort of determination and motivation to actually get the things that I need done and whether or not I do it at 4 p.m or 8 p.m doesn't really fucking matter it doesn't matter but I see it I'm like okay I gave myself this amount of time I have to do it at some point even if it's at 2 a.m like I'm gonna do it exactly balance yeah, self-discipline, though. Yeah, it is a lot of self-discipline. It's a lot of self-discipline to be like, no, turn it off. Yeah. Last episode. Or- yeah, I mean, I had a couple weeks this past year that I, I want to say, like, two weeks that I was not on my shit. <laughs> and I laid in bed when I wasn't. It just happened to work out that at the time, my other job, I didn't have to go into work. He he was out of town, so I was working from my phone and my computer. And I legitimately just laid in bed and I like didn't get up and I like didn't shower. <laughs> That's like the process that people that work through home have to like yeah. work through. To work through. Yeah. And it, a lot of it had to do with things that were going on in the world at the time and I was I was reading and a lot of things online and on the TV and it, I was really bogged down in this funk. 
I, I love calling it that. Mm-hmm. I was in like a Sydney funk and I like stepped away from the world and I like didn't focus on the things that I normally focus on. And I, I was thinking about that week a couple weeks ago <laughs> and I was like really hard on myself about it. And I'm like, stop. Yeah. Like that was so, that, that was, was so, a long time ago. I know. I'm like, first of all, that was a long time ago. Second of all, who cares? It was necessary. It was and necessary I, I changed like my perspective on it. And I was like, that was a really necessary time yeah, for me. Totally. And it, I think it helped a lot with my growth and like who I am as a person, like not getting mad at myself about that. It's the times that we over ridicule ourselves those low points if you want to call them funks or whatever that really shape us and make us who who we are because you have to get off your path to get back on your path Mm -hmm. obstacles come and they come for a reason and you have to like show up exactly even if that means laying laying down down. (laughs) right i mean we had we had a somewhat consistent thing going with even just this podcast when we first got started you know we had august september october in the in the bag and then november rolled around scorpio season um (laughs) and victoria and i both like we had life things come up i definitely was in a danielle funk for quite a few (laughs) weeks and you know victoria and i had to hop back on the bandwagon i'm so glad we're here today before yeah. i'm hopping out of town like tomorrow we were supposed to do this last week so thank you guys for letting me go and make money because yes. that was a, that was a priority for me of course um we get it yeah <laughs> Trust i know you me. do i know you do and i'm super grateful but you know i think that i i wouldn't say that had we done a november episode or two we wouldn't be as grateful as we are right now or at least speaking for myself but i think that having that downtime and getting back on this bandwagon and getting excited about speaking to people about the topics that we enjoy especially one of our best friends like and and ending the year strongly so that we were excited about the next season of our lives like i'm i'm super grateful to be here and i'm grateful that we had that downtime because i'm really appreciative of, of this moment right here and right now speaking of funks yes how do you this was one of my questions like what was a time you struggled to adapt to your circumstances through change and how like how do you cope with that and that's for both of you like how do you cope with struggling through a certain thing that is a pretty big change in your life whether it be something traumatic whether it be like a whole life change like how do you cope and deal with those big life changes so i with huge life changes that let's say are like sad or just like uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to think about. I may do something that some people may frown upon or like not, not agree with, but it does very much work for me. I go into like a hole, which may not be the correct word to use, but I go into this moment of just Sydney, Sydney, just like Sydney and Sydney dealing with themselves and really truly like feeling and understanding the emotions that are going on and accepting it. And I do, I take a step away from the life that I'm living, which it does negatively affect other people. And I am realizing that and having to obviously change my coping mechanisms. But what I've used in the past is I, I take a moment with myself and I spend time with myself so I can understand what I'm feeling so I don't hurt other people. Mm-hmm. which I don't know if that if that necessarily no, makes, it totally sense. makes sense. It's like I need to figure out what's going on in my mind so I don't do something that is going to hurt the people I love or hurt a situation I'm in. Lash so it's like out. lash out. It's like I want to focus. I need to focus in on my brain and sort through all the emotions that are riled up inside of me and understand those emotions and sort through them and 
and figure out what is really happening at the core because that's very important is to really figure out what the root of the problem is and not what you think the root of the problem is Mm -hmm. and me stepping away from my environment and truly focusing on myself and just like being in this hole of like journaling and like meditation and laying in bed and reading and just like reading different books or different things and just really just like focusing in helps me deal with the things that are going around yeah like helps me really think about to really feel your to really feel my feelings because I feel like if I don't feel my feelings then they'll boil up a couple months later and I'll be at the same place I was come back and bite you yeah, it'll come back and bite you. You can't just hide emotions. You got to yeah. really like talk them out and figure it out. Yeah, similarly, I I do very much what you do. Um, I'm such an extroverted person mm-hmm. that sometimes that even like catches, like throws people off and they're like thinking that I'm not authentic or that I'm too much. And that's something that obviously sometimes is a hard pill to swallow because yeah. um, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Just like there are plenty of people in the world that are not particularly mine and that's okay. Um, but I similarly do that retreat and and I, I call it that too. I kind of go into a hole. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm kind of like burying myself alive. Hole, cave. Hole, cave. Yeah. Burrowed. And then I feel like I kind of have to resurrect myself for like lack of a better visual but that really is what it feels like I dig myself into a grave and just kind of like I have to kind of kill that part of myself but feel it first yeah because I do have a tendency to get super fiery and passionate and if things are going awry in my life like that obviously is like what's what's keeping my heart beating super fast and then if other people are dealing with things I'm so empathetic that I feel their stuff too and and I have the power and and will to shield myself but when I'm already in the state of disarray I I, I just like lose that you mm-hmm. know what I mean I lose those tools I I like to think of myself as a very centered person but you know that's I'm not perfect I'm human mm-hmm. and that happens but I do the same thing, and I, I hate when I lash out at people, especially if it's coming from a place of a misunderstanding or whatnot, even though, you know, I'm speaking my truth to some extent, but I, I, I try to avoid that at all mm-hmm. possible costs, and if I don't know how to communicate with myself, then how am I going to commu- communicate fairly and appropriately to other people? Yeah. So I need that that state of, of rebirth almost and, and just – to like be in a hole for a little to bit. To be in a hole for a little bit. <laughs> That's literally what I call it too. And while I'm in that hole, you know, a lot of times I'm just, I just am with myself. Like I try to avoid my phone at all mm-hmm. possible costs. I try to journal things out. I, I've been practicing Reiki since 2013. So I try to work on myself and, and, and allow myself that time and space because usually when I, when I think about Reiki, I'm like, what can I give out to everybody else? Mm-hmm. I need to be charged first to be able to charge other people that's just how that that's how it works how how do you pour a cup with an empty vessel so yeah recharging is how I I get through those icky times because I don't know what else to do yeah (laughs) it I I feel like it's so tricky because I getting out of like dealing with change and I I used to be so bad with change like my parents got rid of the fan in my childhood bedroom and I like cried for like three weeks like it was like ridiculous (laughs) like I could not deal I'm 
insane. You loved that fan. I could give two shits about that fan, but <laughs> change was so huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, how are you changing? Why is this when happening? When did they do that? Was that after you'd already moved out? Oh, no. This was when I was a kid. Like, oh, okay. they just happened to get rid of the fan and they put in, like, a lighter. They got something different. It, it was so minimal. <laughs> but that's how much I couldn't deal with change. But, I mean, you grow up and things change. Yeah. Life changes. Everything around you changes. And you just have to figure out a way to cope with it. And mm. sometimes it's way easier for me than others. Mm-hmm. Um, like some things, like it's easier to grasp onto the change and be like, yeah, let's do this change. Right. But others are a lot harder because they could be sad things. Like, exactly. like you could lose someone. You could, I think that's the saddest one. It's like when you yeah. have to cope with losing a person and how to figure out how to handle that change totally. in that situation. And for me, it's really focusing on myself in it and feeling those emotions. And you mentioned that, you know, when you went into your Sydney hole or the summer, whenever it was, mm-hmm. you know, a while ago, um, that there was a state of disarray in, in the world. Yeah. And um, for those of you in America, which I'm guessing most of our listeners are, America is kind of um, going off the deep end right now. <laughs> We're all feeling it. Um, and, and yeah, it, it, I feel like it's one thing after another. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's constantly... We won't even get into that because that can be a whole other episode. But it's yeah. just it's 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 a lot to wake up and see the news on the TV at your work. We don't even watch TV here, but you know yeah. we go to places and and it's just like terrorist attacks here, political turmoil there. You know it it does affect us, yeah. and and we have the choice to absorb it or to you know dispel it with love and light. And not let it affect us, even though it's still going to. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a very icky time just overall. And I think that we all really, really need to tap in, tune in to our vibes and, and be our best selves because that it's a rippling effect. Yeah. Everything we do has some sort of, I wouldn't say consequence, but some sort of effect to it. So, um, you know, while each of our actions towards being a better version of ourselves may be small in the grand scheme of things. If we're all working on being a better version of ourselves, we are going to change the world. Yeah. And I think that mm-hmm. that's really inspiring for what we're talking about today, this new beginning and, and you know, that power of having a new year, even though it is just a day on the calendar, I think it's very special for all of us to yeah. have hope in that. And Victoria, did you have anything to say about your question? Because, what yeah. was my question? No, <laughs> embracing, yeah, and, and hard times of change. Yeah, I think what you said, Sid, about, like, losing people is the hardest one to, to process and to cope. And losing people can also just be, you know, the death of them, but also, like, them in their life in general, yeah. in your life, I mean, in general, too. Mm-hmm. And embracing that is, I think, if you can embrace that, then you can embrace anything in life, really yeah. and truly. Because people are what matter to us most. Those connections that you make, the compassion that you share, the 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 way you are with that person and how they see you. And if they die or if they're gone, then a part of that identity of yourself is like a little bit lost with them too. What you those experiences, it just feels like, oh, there's that person isn't here to share it with them anymore. So for me, I yoga, yoga, meditation, both those are the way I get through those processes and those things and also taking time to remember them and thinking about like you know their experience in your life and what they brought to your life and um 
like if you have little memorabilia, like taking time with the memorabilia. And yeah, so as far as that goes, that's, I think just like you said, feeling your feelings, get, no. getting deep into your feelings, letting yourself be with it, turning off your phone, getting away from any distractions. Like I think for all of the rest of the December, I think I'm going to do like a little social media detox. Cause it's, do it, it. it is so, yeah, you just did one <laughs> yeah. Sydney, um, for a while. You a like deleted time. Instagram entirely. Then you had to fight for your Instagram handle back. <laughs> I did. No <laughs> I fought Instagram and won. <laughs> this is so hilarious. But yeah, that's, I mean, you can talk more about how you think social media affects us, but for me, I know that it's it's like autopilot. Mm-hmm. You just open. Ins- I'll find myself opening Instagram after I had just closed Instagram. Of course, like, it's like opening the fridge after you just closed the fridge. Like nothing's in there. You're not gonna find anything. You're else. not finding anything <laughs> in it. <laughs> That's how it is for me. Oh, it was the best getting off of it for a really long time. It was really powerful to say like I don't have that. I'm not on it. Right. Um. I was actually shamed a lot for not having social media, which was very interesting that we've come to a point in our life where people shame other people for not having a social media account, which is, it's, I I understand where those people are coming from. I don't want to think that I'm like making fun of them, but I just find it to be so interesting that that's a part of our life now. Mm -hmm. And it is a part of our life now, social Mm -hmm. media and all of that. But I think it's finding like that healthy balance with it. That's really important. It's so hard to. But it's so hard. Because I mean, it's a distraction. Like, it is. It is a distraction. And it's also something that could be so useful too. Totally. So there is these, right. it's like, it can be a distraction and it could be terrible for you, but it could also really help your career and your life and yeah. your perspective on things. And it opens up the door to seeing all these different people's lives and things they do and introduces you to these amazing things but it can also be negative just right. like everything in the world like it's so hard I think the it's mantra so of this episode is just balance, balance. yeah totally. i mean i feel for like new that's beginnings, what, for new yeah. beginnings balance is so important like i stepped away from instagram and social media for months it felt like I think it was. It was like a couple months. It was. It was. It like was you were gone for a while. Three months, I would say. We missed the you. bomb. <laughs> and, and now then, you're like you came back all fresh with a new handle, which I guess was your old one that you had. To oh, fight she got for. it back though. I got it back. So right. I got a new handle, and then I was like, "This is some bullshit." Because <laughs> I am Sydney Rose Walker, and that is my name. So, so did I someone want like it. have it or something? No. So what they do is I figured it out. Spill the tea. So when you say you want to delete your Instagram, they're like, "Yo, you can't get it back." And I was like, sure, I can't. They're like, no, you serious? They like, you get messages as you're deleting it. Like, you're not going to be able to get your handle back. It will never be yours again. Are you sure you want that? I was like, yeah, bye. And I deleted it. <laughs> Rash decision, by the way. I should have really next. thought this through. <laughs> but then when I got it back, I was like, I was like looking up, and there was no other Sydney Rose Walker. There was no other at Sydney Rose Walker. And I'm like, I don't know. So I kept trying to change my name, my handle on my Instagram. Like every other day, I would be like. Maybe it's available now. And then all of a sudden, it was back. They're like, okay, one fine. day. One day, it was just like, you, your name is successfully changed. And I was like, I won, bitches. And I was so excited. Hacked the system. But I think it's just because they say you can't get it back because someone else may take it. Right. Yeah. And so they can't like say that someone else won't take your like the name of it. But right. no one else was taking Sydney Rose Walker. So I was like, I'm back. <laughs> but I feel like my relationship with social media has become a lot healthier because I did step away. Mm. I'm not saying that that'll change everyone's life, but for me, it was a it was a it was a positive step away, and I it found was a little a, reset. Yeah, I found a different way to look at it while I was gone, which was nice, and look at more of like a less about my personal life 
and more about like business and supporting people that I'm working with at the time and like posting about their things that I'm associated with so we can all support each other. Yeah, like a portfolio and supporting people's art and projects mm-hmm. and that's what I think is so beautiful about social media mm-hmm. is that it yeah it does that and uplifts people and gives them a place to show their stuff totally. so I think using my Instagram in that sense has created a new found love for it if I'm supporting people do you ever get your screen time report and you're like oh fuck well <laughs> the thing with my screen time is I work from my phone Right. But you can see when you're on certain things nowadays. But which I is, use oh. in- Instagram and Facebook and Twitter are actually a part of my job now. So I can't, it's so hard for me mm-hmm. to tell when I'm yeah, using it. Well, at least you have that work. excuse. I do. It's an excuse and I use it. <laughs> no, I do. I, I, I will jump on that excuse and be like, this is why. <laughs> it's so high. But it, it is. It's like I have to, I use my phone for work because I'm, I'm an assistant so I'm always on it, but it's like, I think I'm less on it now for myself than I am for my boss. Right. That's good. Which is fine, because it's not my life. <laughs> I have five things for, or five, possibly six things for new beginnings. I was reading them to Sydney, and I was like, I think this is more like six things for it new beginnings. It is six. It's, it's definitely six. six. things for new beginnings. <laughs> and maybe you guys can help me touch on them. Yes. So the first one is setting goals, which we've talked about quite a lot but more so like what it means to set goals like how like what does that even really mean like to me I feel like it means not necessarily like you have your big goals in life obviously that you want like I want to do this kind of tv show I want to meet this kind of person whatever your like overarching goals for life are like I want a family but the actionable steps that you can take towards those goals I feel like for me is part of new beginnings is like what actionable steps can I be taking while I go through this transition, while I go through this period, whether that's literally doing my laundry, like whatever I need to do before this period or this date or to get this job or this X and X meeting, you know, what, what do you guys feel about how you sort yourself out with actionable goals? Like how do you make those a priority? That's pretty much exactly what my accountability meeting is all about at SAG. So yes, we set intentions, so to speak, like I, I want to get into fitness uh, I, or I want to make fitness a priority. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, how do I break that down? And, and you keep asking yourself, okay, well, how do I break that down? Mm. What, what is the first step in that? And sometimes that's just research. Research is the second point of new beginnings. There you go. And <laughs> hey, so hey, hey. If you can't you can't overlook the small minute tasks that that no. take up those goals, you know, because you need to set that time to okay, if if my goal, for example, because I just got a theatrical rep, I want a commercial rep, let's say, for acting. Then okay, where am I in in the acting career world, so to speak? okay, I know where that is. Who are those commercial reps? Okay, that's part of the research process. Okay, who are they repping? That's part of the research process. Do I know anyone that they are repping? That's another part of it. Can I reach out to some of those people I know that are repped by that agency? That's another part of it. And then a whole other thing would be emailing those people that I know or texting them and saying, hey, I see you're repped by so-and-so. How do you feel about that? 
And then after they give you a positive, say, do you mind referring me? If you don't, no sweat. But that, you know, those little, little minute steps. Exactly. And, and you can break that down forever until yeah. you find the first action to take. Because they are, like you said, minute and mundane. They're boring. They're uncomfortable. They're like, I have to do what to save this amount of money to do that? And then I'm not there until when? Right. And part of that is budgeting. And who likes to do that shit? (laughs) Nobody. Alex. (laughs) Okay, well, Alex does. Yeah, I know. We should have gotten your boyfriend on here to talk about that. (laughs) Talk about budgeting. Oh, my God. We need Alex on the podcast. He made an Excel spreadsheet about budgeting. And it does all the math for you. Oh, yeah. It's insane going back on what we were saying I, that's literally how it was going to respond right but in in my words it's just to simplify it yeah just to to make it really simple and it everything is a little bit more simple than i th- think we think it is but it's just like the step-by-step process right yeah. What's trying up? not to get overwhelmed trying not to get overwhelmed just just simplify it oh i don't have any clothes because they're all dirty Maybe I should put them in the hamper. <laughs> Maybe I should put them in a washing machine. And it's go just like getting the cash go for the laundry. For the laundry. Go and get coins. Like things like that. Just simplify it. And I think it uh, makes it a little easier to obtain. Yeah. Because it's like easier to take a, one step. To process and do one step than yeah. it is to do like 150 steps. And know that the fun parts are coming. But they you can't do those quote unquote fun parts of, of goal making and... and and attaining those goals until you do those minute and it's i think it's also like finding the joy in those minute yeah. things i th- i think that really helps to find joy in the little annoying things like writing letters and emailing people and figuring out what that first step is like finding the fun in that because that's your your life that's yeah. your career that's yeah. your career that's what you're doing and it's it's finding the joy in thinking about all your f- think about how fun that is that you have the chance, that you have the opportunity to think of all your friends that are repped by someone. One, you have, you have friends. <laughs> that great. That is great. <laughs> we should be really happy about that. No, but I know it's on so, it's so small, no, but, but that's so true. great that you have friends who are successful in these different parts of their life. And I think we should find the joy in that. I think it'll make life and your year and the pursuit to your goals a little bit more exciting. And something that I wanted to add to, you know, something we talked about a little while ago about mm-hmm. when we're in our dark places, our yeah. Sydney and Danielle holes, Victoria holes, <laughs> um, is instilling a practice of gratitude. Yeah. Um, you know, writing out three to five things that you are grateful for. Wow, I have a bed. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. For there... a year, I didn't have a bed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it was a the hard excuse for a mattress. Yeah. Pins and needles. But you had something to sleep on, which Yo. is, I'm so glad you have a bed too. Right. But yes. like, you know, those no, little things. Of course. I, I have a roof over my head. I had the ability to drive myself across the country. All of us can say that. Yeah. Um, and finding the gratitude in being able to take our career by the horns ourselves yeah, and do everything ourselves. And yeah, we are seeking teams of people to help us out. But for a good two years, year and a half, three years, four years, we've been doing this shit all by ourselves. And that is something to be proud of and something to be grateful for. Absolutely. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Mm. I'm pointing to her. You can't see me do that because this isn't on video. But I was pointing (laughs) to her. Yeah, that's what... Okay, so... 
I'm going to skip down to number five. I (laughs) knew it. (laughs) Well, because we've talked about everything. Goals was one. Do your research was two. Obviously research. Embrace change was three, which we've talked a lot about. Embracing and leaning into change. Number four is sleep. Mm. And that goes along with number five, which is respecting yourself and your circumstances. Like respecting where you're at. Like you said, Sid, like. You're not going to have your entire career on a silver platter in three months. Like you have to understand that in this certain time, at this certain physical state, at this certain mental state, at this certain fiscal financial state, like this is what I got to work with and this is how I utilize it and, and respect that and understand your boundaries and also understand your strengths along with your weaknesses. And like seeing how far you've come. Yeah. That is the other thing. Like. Oh my God, if you, I'm going to, I'm going to give it an example. So I went on an audition and I didn't get the job. I'm just starting out. So we know that this is where the story is going. And I didn't get the job. And I was like, I was so excited to be auditioning for this. Cause it's like a bigger thing than what I've been doing in my career to audition for. And I was pumped and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did. And I was like, this is the best that I did great. Like I was like super excited about it. And then I didn't get it. And I was like, Hmm, I could be very upset about the fact that I didn't get it. Or I can be fucking pumped that I even had the chance to be in a room that I wouldn't have had a chance to be in a couple months ago. Absolutely. That is fucking lutely. Everything. Everything. <laughs> it, 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 it's like, that, that's insane. And so you think about like, where was I two days ago? I wasn't here. But now I am. <laughs> Yay. This I is exciting. Arrived. Absolutely. I think it helps like enjoying the weird moments of living in a place with three people or (laughs) like you know what I mean like finding like the little like the joys and comparing to where you were because you're clearly climbing that ladder slow and steady wins the race Ian's mom always says because we all work for the chocolate company um sinless raw (laughs) follow us um (laughs) when something you know either goes awry or or on the flip side which is fewer and far between, but um, more common lately, which is very exciting. Uh, when something good happens, we're like, yeah, little man up the hill. And like that visual is something that is so powerful, you know, like it's, you're literally climbing a mountain yeah. every day, you know, little ones, big ones, small ones. People say it's like a marathon mentality. What I like to think of as little sprints, you know what I mean? Like when you're running on a treadmill or when you are running outside, like a better way to do it for your body is to do intervals, you know, like you're sprinting for a minute and then you're walking for a minute to yeah. rest. And, and that's very important. You said sleep and, and respect and where respect. you're at, but yeah. we're in this so for the important. long haul, this life that we are living, whether we are in the industry or not, like we're all in this for the long haul. Like the only promise that we have is that one day our life in this physical form is going to end. And until then, like this is where we are and this is what we have. This is a gift. And so just keeping that constant forward motion going at all times, even if that means you have to rest, but that means that you can move forward faster after you rest. Yeah. And that is, so powerful and important it really is move forward faster after you rest also move forward after you audition to the next audition to the next one thank you next (laughs) but i i like say all the time like slow and steady wins a race i think that that's like my life mantra i've decided that that was in this moment just now Uh, because i i think it all the time Yeah. yeah slow and steady 
and and, day, and just day by day mm-hmm. staying with it yeah because I mean we're talking a lot about acting in this episode because all three of us share that and and a lot of what our new beginnings so yeah. to speak have have things to do with our career and and why we're here in LA in the first place and in terms of just life in general like you just got to keep showing up we yeah. were talked about that earlier and so many people get discouraged or things in life happen and I'm not saying those people that decide I'm going to go a different way are not doing, you know, they're, they're not following their dharma or their purpose or anything like that. They've chosen that that's their purpose and that's beautiful. But, you know, in terms of just anything that you have a passion for, whether that is an art or a trade or some sort of service, if you just keep showing up, a lot of people will fall to the wayside and not that that is a problem for them and what they chose to do. But if you just keep going, like it's going to, it's gonna happen and it's like we're we're doing it you know what I mean like we're we are in fact actors I I had this conversation with Victoria the other day (laughs) got so annoyed with her (laughs) I was like shut the fuck up you are an actor it's like uh people will say uh, I'm bringing this up because like at Thanksgiving dinner someone could say to me like oh you're trying to be an actor it's like no I I am an actor (laughs) (laughs) like it's just like you are doing these things like Mm -hmm. if you're becoming a doctor and you're in school like you are a doctor you don't have your degree but you're definitely like right there you are a teacher you are this it's just like a process right it's that visual of that iceberg that 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 visual they show in school or like in any motivational speech (laughs) where it's like it's just the tip of the iceberg that everyone else sees but the iceberg goes like 20 feet beyond what even you see down into the depths of the ocean and that's where all of the the ugly mundane minute work is and and the top of the iceberg is the very glamorous red carpet events and and bullshit (laughs) but who cares we have all the the cool stuff that we're doing now yeah (laughs) amen working hard do you have any tools or books you guys want to discuss about like how you stay on track i read a I never okay so I, I love reading but I never have like an inspirational book that I'm like you should read this I've never except had for that. that one except right for there. the one right next to me <laughs> which is ridiculous because this is this just happened to me this year okay and it's really funny and it's gonna sound like a plug but I swear to god it's not a plug my boss doesn't even know I'm doing this and is gonna if he listens to this is gonna be like what said <laughs> but okay so I I work for this man named Stuart K Robinson and he is a wonderful human being but he wrote this book called It All Begins With I, The New Rules of Thinking and the Simple Secrets to Living a Rich, Joyous, and Fulfilled Life. And so I read it because he's my boss. And I was like, I should read the book that this person wrote. And I was reading it and I was like, holy shit. Like, holy shit. It like changed my life. And oh, it also, it changed my life in a way because it gave me like something written down that I was already thinking, but I didn't know how to verbalize it. Mm. So it just gives you a lot of new ways, I think, to look at things that are going on in your life, which I think helps me with my core of my goals and my day-to-day and my happiness. It's, like, really big on, like, changing your perspective. And this book is great for me. Other people could hate it. I don't know what's going on (laughs) in your mind. But for me, it just, like actualized everything that I was already trying to and that's great that you love it so much considering you literally are his assistant I know (laughs) so it probably instilled like a a a nice feeling of wow okay well at least I like the person I'm working for even more like even 
more. And it's just funny. I've never been a person to be like, you should read this book because it like changed my life. And but I am right now and I'm I'm okay with it because it helped me and it helped me look at the people in my life a different way and see where they're coming from and their situations, which I think is so important in your day to day. And just like my perspective and it's helped me figure out what I want to do. Nice. Live. So that book, okay, I'm done. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you, Stuart, <laughs> for be like, funding your acting career. <laughs> I say that all the time. I do do a lot of work for him. But <laughs> That's great. Um, so I, I do read a lot as well, and, and mostly in the metaphysical or wellness uh, genre, as well as biographies, just because I really like to see uh, the – or autobiographies, rather, of, of people who are doing what I want to be doing or or did what I want to be doing if they have passed on. And, and just seeing, like, their journey and how they got there and their words of advice, because those, those are really great. But what I want to mention is a tool that I use, and I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier before we started recording, uh, to keep myself in check. Although I do, I do really respect and admire people who set those New Year's resolutions. Um, I typically, I, I set intentions for the new moon um and that's kind of like a monthly reset for me um I don't do it every month I try to and it's something that I just journal for myself but instead of monthly intentions I set new mood intentions because I invite anything I would like to add to my my life in with the new moon and as it waxes I like to think of those things coming to my life and obviously like you have to do those those actionable yeah. that's even a word you have to take <laughs> action to to make those things happen and to actually invite them in um you, ha- you have to be doing the work too you can't yeah. just say okay i manifest this come on oh. secret of life like let's go <laughs> um, no, you have to do it that's not how it works boo boo mm-hmm. but oh um goodness. yeah i like to do that once a month and and that's usually the page in my journal i have one open from oh my gosh um april 29th of 2014 and and that's usually like the colorful page in my in my journal that I just kind of get creative with it and just whether it's one word or little phrases like one I see is live and let live or abundance and 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 it some of them may sound silly or just like broad but for me that's that's what resonates and and going back to that page in my journal you know really makes me happy because it's nice and bright and colorful and um yeah, a lot of times when I look back, I'm like, oh, well, that actually did kind of happen. Aww. Yeah, and not always, you not know what always. I mean? But, but in, in some way, like, <laughs> whether abundance means, like, oh, I got an extra job, and so I actually did make a little bit of money, or, wow, like, I just met a whole new group of friends, and so my friend group is abundant now. Like, mm. it, it's whatever you need at that time. How about you, Victoria? Yeah. Um, books books reading books things in my brain I like podcasts yes. I, I like podcasts a lot I'm listening to a self-help love situation mm-hmm. podcast um by this Ricky practitioner and healer her name's Candice Wu awareness ancient body wisdom love and wellness the embody podcast and she makes you get a cup of tea or something while you listen to it and she's like okay make sure you have something to take care of yourself as we <laughs> sit tight and love ourselves and it's not like anything creepy and sexual like that it's just really it's nice it's nice, <laughs> it's yeah. nice and beautiful and she just gives you tools like this one was talking about um uh, like 
the the one I came over here with was was like how you move through the holidays Mm -hmm. and with like grace and with honoring yourself like you don't have to go to all the parties you don't have to show up to every single thing you don't have to get people gifts if you don't want to get people gifts because it stresses you out to get people gifts you know like just making sure that you're still respecting yourself and honoring yourself even as you move through whatever Yeah. yeah things that people expect you to do like show up or get them a gift or whatever like if if you don't do that and they react in a negative way that's on them it's not on you and if anything it might help them understand and see that like they could also afford to maybe take more actions in their life to honor themselves and where they're at and maybe just open that up for them a little bit as well so that's a uh, I like podcasts because I sit in my car I'm in my car all the time you guys are in your yeah, car all the time yeah. we live in Los Angeles we live in LA there was one month I keep bringing the accountability group up because it's yeah, perfect it for works. this topic but um I started calculating how many hours I listened to a podcast based on like how however many episodes I, I listen to because typically they're about 45 minutes to an hour and a half so roughly an hour each episode and a couple months ago I listened to 42 hours of podcasts and that's just in traffic wow that's just amazing. in traffic <laughs> one month 42 hours that's insane podcasts make you feel like it's just so weird talking about a podcast while we're doing while one. we're doing a but podcast it makes you feel like you're hanging out with friends like you're not like alone by yourself yeah. you know it makes you feel like you're part of something I would even also, though it's like watching it from the outside in <laughs> yeah I also want to give a shout out to our friend Sydney Weiss of Seek the Joy um, because she also mm-hmm. is somebody that like I didn't have a book like off the top of my head that I could really say has profoundly changed my mindset and profi- profoundly um, made me feel good <laughs> although there are a lot of podcasts out there that I would love to give pay homage to um, like yours with Candice Wu like Sydney's Seek the Joy is the one that I continue to go back to because it's all about instilling and finding you know joy in whatever it is that you're doing it's kind of similar to like our on the vibe um, and Sydney is somebody that has been such a huge inspiration to me to keep going with this podcast she's been lovely towards Victoria and I and has provided so much support and insight about the podcast world and um the people that she interviews are just super inspiring and it's all about them finding the happiness and and the joy for lack of a better word in whatever it is that sets their soul on fire so sydney like thanks girl you go girl you go girl girl. great name can i say one thing before we go you can say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. No? Absolutely, okay. yeah, no. No, please. Yes. I'm like, one thing. Because I realized I didn't mention something, and I opened up my agenda book, and I was like, oh, I forgot to tell them. Absolutely. Because I wanted to tell you guys, like, um, color coordination can really help your life, and you can find joy. So by color coordination, I sound fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Like, in my agenda book, and when I write things down, because I see it in your book, too, you have color all over it, yeah. and I don't know if you pick certain colors for specific reasons, but mm-hmm. I do that when I'm writing my, um, like, my lists and my calendars for the week, so then I can see all the colors, and I know what those colors mean, and it reminds me of all the great that I'm doing in my life and my day-to-day, just by looking at the color, and it's not just, like, words that are daunting. It's, like, actual colorful moments and things I on your calendar. I love Gmail for that. Mm. 
Gmail calendar. Yes, Gmail calendar. Thank you. Google. Yes, all those things. They have these colors, and it's so important because you see all these different colors and all these different things you're doing that it could really uplift your day, and that was all. 100%. (laughs) Thank you. I just forgot to mention that, and I felt bad. Colors, color coordinating your closet, it makes things feel more in sort. Yes. Like, think about opening a box of Crayola when everything's like in order and sharpened. Yes. And sharpened. It's quite a satisfying feeling. So, why not incorporate that into the the mundane the mundane out of color okay so exactly four years ago today ian and i met (gasps) yeah and we were kind of set up by people we knew (laughs) (laughs) yeah and um i just wanted to share uh, a small piece of our beginning because it totally fits what we're talking about so we met and um you know we obviously hit it off or whatever, but that <laughs> night I was uh, very, very sick. I had food poisoning that entire day. Ooh. And so Ian was fortunate enough to meet me at my absolute physical worst. <laughs> um, and so the next day I woke up and I felt fine, thank goodness. But I went to yoga that night, the next day. Um, so tomorrow of this uh, figure. Yes. Of this timeline. Okay. Okay. So I go to yoga and it was, okay, so today's the 17th of December. So the 18th of December, the teacher was saying, okay, uh, your intention, you know, set an intention for the class or whatever. And if you don't have one right off the top of your head, I invite you to make your New Year's resolution today and follow through with that. And I was like, I resonate with that. I like that. That sounds great because (laughs) I don't like to do things like the day that everyone else is doing it. Um, And so my intention was out with the old and in with the new, which is pretty basic. But in my head, I was thinking, okay, with every breath in throughout this entire class, I'm going to invite in things that I want to embellish my life with. And with every exhale, I'm going to let go of anything that does not serve me anymore. So I let out all my breath. And the first thing that came into my head when I breathed in was Ian's face. And I was like, that's weird. That's that (laughs) cute guy from uh, last night. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) Funny enough, the entire class, every breath in, I couldn't think of anything else but Ian. I was like, that's weird. (laughs) Okay. I love love. Holy shit. (laughs) Uh. And with every breath out, I couldn't even tell you what I was thinking because I was just like, okay, he's really cute and he was really (laughs) nice and he's moving to Los Angeles and I'm moving to Los Angeles. That's weird. Okay. I leave class. Another little tidbit is as I was leaving class, I see Sinless on the counter. I'm like, that chocolate looks really good. Can't really afford anything other than like, (laughs) you know, gas to get home. So I'll pass on that. But let me make a mental note of this chocolate company. Um, And so I messaged him on Facebook the next day. Social media is great. And that's yes. (laughs) Yes. I didn't add him, though, because I don't want to be too forward or anything. But I was like, hey, super nice meeting you. Um, We should be friends because we're both moving to L.A. Then he added me. And was like, so where are you going to live? And we started talking. And I was like, well, why don't we talk over drinks? Because I'm still in Asheville for one more night. And that was our first date. So, Aww. yeah. And then they lived together. Now we've now been together for four exact years. We're mom and dad. Literally to both of you at some point. I know. Yeah, we both live. Especially me. We love our daughters. We love our baby. I am. I'm the little baby daughter. <laughs> and we have two kitty sons that we love and hate but mostly love um we don't hate them so we're wrapping up here 
Thanks for listening to our really long episode about new beginnings with Sydney Rose Walker. Hey! And we always ask our guests one question before they depart from us. Sydney Rose Walker, the actress, the comedy writer, the woman extraordinaire with <laughs> green eyes and blonde hair. What makes you vibe? What puts you on your vibration? What personally? is your vibe? Yeah. What is my vibe? This is so loaded. <laughs> it's like such a loaded question. <laughs> And there's no wrong or right answer. There isn't. Um, I'm going to say this, and I could look back, listen back to this and be like, wrong. But where I'm at right now, what helps me vibe is, I said it earlier today, and it's really just taking a step back and looking at the big picture, which I feel like I've said a lot on this podcast, but that really truly helps center me and puts me in a good place mentally and physically to do my my day-to-day life and Mm. to ride that happiness wave just really just look at the big picture and appreciate everything in my life and everything that's going on around me and the people in my life that really helps me find find joy which I correlate to the word vibe it's like finding joy and happiness in my life and it's looking up from above at everything that's great and appreciating it and respecting it all Heck yeah. Yeah, right? Love it. Is that an answer? That's a it's beautiful an answer. answer. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, thank you all for tuning in. It was great to talk about new beginnings. If you ever have any questions, you can tap on into our <laughs> tap on into our podcast Instagram vibe. At podcast on the vibe. Yes. Yes. And all of Sydney's information will be on our show notes so you can follow her journey and support her acting lifestyle and her writing everything down Venmo lifestyle. her money. Venmo me money. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to Podcasts on the Vibe this year. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. We will see you in 2019. It, it feels, feels good, good to, to be, be tapped, tapped in. in. Whee! I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yeah. guys.